this is it. The last episode in our series about how to grow your content on all the different platforms, how to grow and manage your community. And now today we are talking about money, how to make the money and manage the money that keeps everything running so that you can keep creating and not have to go back to your nine to five job, or you can just get out of that nine to five job before we get started this. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. And this is it. Today is the day, my friends. We are finally wrapping up our series on how to grow on all of these different platforms that you should be participating in either as a streamer or just as a content creator in 2020. And we talked about how you can grow and manage a community and some of the things that you can do in order to create more social proof for yourself, create more awareness about who you are and what you do. But there is yet another component of this entire process that you need to be aware of. And the very last thing that we're going to be talking about in this series is the financial side. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about making money. We're going to talk about how to manage your money. It's not the sexiest topic. I get a lot of you are not, you don't really consider yourselves business oriented people, but this is something that regardless if you are a business oriented person or not, if you truly are just a content creator at heart and you just want to entertain people, make them laugh, help them uh, find a place where they can exist with a bunch of people who understand them, you still need to know the financial side because it is going to impact your ability to pay your bills and keep creating that content and providing that experience for your community that you love so much. So regardless of what platform you create on, how often you create it, whether full-time or part-time, this episode is relevant for you as a content creator. You need to know about all of this because you want to make the money that keeps everything working, that keeps you creating, that gives you maybe more time to be able to focus on the things that you want to do with your content and with your community or just get yourself out of your crap nine to five job that you don't like that you're probably on the way to or from right now. So that's why you should do this, but we don't just want to cover the why. We want to also cover the what. What should you be doing in order to get yourself into the position that you want to be in in the future, right? Because I really believe all of us as content creators, yeah, we love the work. I truly love recording this podcast. I love making YouTube videos and streaming and being on social media. And I think all of you feel that same love for it as well. But you have to be able to pay your bills too. So the process for this comes in a few different steps, all right? So the first thing that you need to be thinking of, even though you're a content creator, you think your only job is to sit there and have fun with your community and get paid for it, I want to challenge you here to do bigger and think bigger than that. So step one, train yourself on a marketable skill. There are tons of free YouTube videos, podcasts, obviously this podcast is one of those, and streamers and other content creators that talk about things like marketing, sales, how to edit YouTube videos, photography, 
storytelling, technology. They talk about all of these skills that if you spent more time inside of those singular worlds and you learned how to grow that skill, eventually you can use that skill in order to make money. So in previous generations, we were sold on this American dream, right? The idea was you go to college, you get a good job, and you work for 40 years. But millennials and Gen Z and all the generations that are going to follow have integrated much more with technology than we've been integrated in the past. And this opens us up to having a lot more opportunities. We have options now. We don't just have to go to college and get that job in a factory or in a cubicle and work forever and hope that we get paid out pensions and 401ks because a lot of that stuff is starting to fall through now. So what you need to do and in order to position yourself for the best success that you can in the future is know where things are heading. Don't just go where the puck is, go where the puck is gonna be, right? Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Mm -hmm. you get it. So make sure that right now you're utilizing all of the free resources that are available to you out there and you're teaching yourself something that is going to set yourself up for the future. You can still stream and make YouTube videos and podcasts and just have fun, but you need to have some kind of marketable skill that goes along with that because the days of being unique and different and interesting just because you're a YouTuber, a streamer, a content creator are going to be gone very, very soon if you don't feel like they're gone already. Just because you create consistently, just because you might even have a really great personality doesn't mean that you're going to be able to sustain yourself off of your content alone. And as more people are opened up to this option of being a content creator and as more generations come in and are absolutely crushing out the older generations, we need to find ways to stay, oh, what's the word I'm searching for here? Competitive. We need to be able to be competitive because we have depth to our content beyond just it exists and we have fun and we help people. We have some kind of skill that goes along with that that we can use whenever times are a little drier. If we are struggling a lot because it's January or February, the beginning of the year, we can't really pay the bills from the stream as we used to be able to, well, cool, we took all of these YouTube videos podcasts and books and learned from all of these people who are really fantastic online marketers. And now we can use that information in order to make up for that lost income. So this is going to protect you, right? This allows you to focus more on making content, making your content just about the fun. And instead, now you have this skill that you use in order to monetize yourself. You don't have to rely on the inconsistencies of being a content creator as much whenever you have a skill that you can sell to people. So step one is train yourself. Train yourself on a marketable skill. You can do it for free. You can use paid programs in order to do it, but find one that you enjoy. It doesn't necessarily have to be your passion. It doesn't have to be something that you're going to leave everything behind for, but just something in the meantime to help you make up for any lost income or to help you increase your income. So train yourself on a marketable skill. Two, use that skill. Obviously, start implementing it. There are a few different ways that you can do this. So one is in your content. Imagine now that you know how to grow and 
and get attention on social media and a podcast and your YouTubes and your streams, and you even know how to grow and manage a community, now your content is going to include the skill that you have been accumulating, that you've been focusing on. And what's great about this is that it can integrate totally fine with the stuff that you're already doing. It just adds a little bit more depth, right? So now you can add this educational side of your your stream. You can add this educational side to your brand just by training yourself on a marketable skill and spending a little bit of time learning something that you enjoy bringing it to your stream to all of your content and deepening the relationships that you're going to have with your community. So what you do at this point is you give them the option to pursue a deeper relationship with you instead of they can only pay you while you're live. Now it's, Hey, we're going to do editing streams. I'm going to show y'all how I edit YouTube videos, how I'm learning to edit YouTube videos. And if you want to hire me, you can head over to Patreon or you can fill out this application or whatever pro- you want the process to be. But now your your content can change up a little bit. You've got more variety and you also have a skill that you can monetize. The money that you make is really going to be tied to how helpful you are. So think about it like this. If you want to make a billion dollars, you have to solve a billion dollar problem like world hunger or getting clean water to everyone. If you want to make six figures, you have to solve a six-figure problem, like how do I scale a photography business or how do I provide uh, coaching to lots of streamers at the same time? (laughs) This is essentially what I'm doing with the Stream Coach Academy program that we're building right now, right? In order to make six figures, you're supposed to think about these things. Think about it a little bit deeper and challenge yourself to take that skill that you're developing, make the content over it, but think about what's really the next level. What's the way that I can best help someone right now? Another thing that you can do is you can just freelance work for companies. There are tons of companies out there. Upwork is a really popular one. You can sign up for that site. You tell them what type of services you offer. And then based on their availability, if they have a lot of people offering those services, it's going to be really competitive for you to be able to work with a site like that. But if they don't have a ton of people that offer those services, then it's not going to be nearly as competitive. So there's Upwork. There is something like Fiverr. There are tons of other websites like this that you can actually use to connect you with potential customers, but that's not the only route. You can also utilize the industry that you're inside of. You can use the creators that you know or the friends that you have. A lot of businesses are started because someone just wants to solve their own problem. Whenever we see that all of these content creators right now, all these streamers right now are getting into YouTube editors instantly became more valuable. So now you can focus more on becoming an editor, use that skill to help your friends out. And you don't have to charge a lot in the very beginning. It can be a journey. Maybe you start charging like, maybe you do a a couple for free and then you charge $20 for a video and then you work your way up to $100, $200, $300 for a single video. It can be a journey. You don't have to jump from being a uh, someone who doesn't have any skills really to charging $500 an hour overnight, it's a journey that's going to take some time. 
So you can utilize the relationships that you already have by working for creators. You can also open up a Patreon, use your skills with uh, photography and start sharing stuff on OnlyFans. I know some of you are, are not going that route and that's totally fine, but that is an available route for some of us. Or if you want to just do photography through Patreon, you've got that as well. You can um, sell services, you can sell products, you can sell anything that you truly love that you have trained yourself on and you've spent a little bit of time on this marketable skill. The next step would be selling the knowledge that you have. So once you've trained yourself in it and you've used that skill a little bit, let's say I trained myself on how to grow streamers. Then I used that skill and I started growing streamers. I started helping people. I started for free. Then I started charging a little bit, but I worked with people and I helped them grow their streams. Then the next step in that journey is, well, I can't really do that one-on-one, right? Like it's difficult to scale that because I only have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can't constantly just do one-on-one if I expect to increase my income because I have a limited amount of time and resources available to me. So what are the things that are scalable? This is where you start getting into selling your knowledge in a scalable level. So ebooks courses, any type of online educational services that are out there. Podia, P-O-D-I-A, is a really good website for this. Gumroad is what my ebook is sold through. Teachable is a little bit more expensive. It's $300 for a one-year license, but you basically, you almost get to keep all of the money that you make from the platform. Ebooks are typically going to make you less money versus something like a course. A course is usually like your premium offer, or you can even go from courses into programs, which is kind of a guided course, essentially. There's also coaching. So you can sell your knowledge of being able to, let's use photography as an example. You train yourself up on photography. You start using that skill and taking photos of people at conventions. And then you start selling your knowledge of how to take photos of cosplayers, how to take photos of people at cons, how to organize photography meetups, how to get more photography clients. You coach other photographers on how to do these things, or you can coach people on how to, oh my gosh, this would be so good, how to be a good model (laughs) because everyone is trying to be a content creator nowadays. People need poses, y'all. We don't know what to do in our pictures. We are awkward. Somebody teach us. (laughs) So we've got ebooks, courses, coaching. Find different ways that you can sell your knowledge. There are a lot of opportunities out there and a lot of websites that can help you make this happen. The next step after you're doing this, after you've kind of built up this brand as, yeah, I have fun content creator person, but I also have this skill that I'm using for people. You make a business around the knowledge that you sold. So if you have, for example, a really successful ebook, what you can do is you can start training other people how to make ebooks, or you can start working with other creators and helping them make ebooks. And then you build that up to be something that is scalable, that something that runs without you, potentially has employees. And at some point you can build that up to being a business that you can sell. 
So there is so much opportunity in the future for content creators to have their own businesses and sell those businesses and be acquired by these larger companies. This is really the the exit strategy that a lot of business owners have whenever they create a business they don't just think of like how do i make money right now they think okay what's our end goal of this business what am i going to do with this who am i going to sell this to do i want to work in this thing forever do i want to just take a cut of this forever and not work in it they always think about the big picture and that's a a big important piece of being a great CEO and being a great leader as a content creator is that you need to think of the big picture. You are the visionary. You're the person who should have this future in mind and be working towards that future every day. And people see that and they latch onto it. Then after you either sell your business or you decide that you work in, want to work in it forever, whatever your decision is here about your long-term strategy your next step can be teaching other people how to do the same thing. So what a lot of people will do, and something that I've thrown around as well, is the idea of business coaching. So once I have figured out how to completely optimize this program to where most of the people who go through it are completely satisfied and everything, uh, and I truly feel like it has all of the pieces that you really need to learn if you want to be a content creator who has live streaming as a part of their strategy. If I Once I feel like this program is completely done, not only have I taught myself all the things that you need to do in order to grow a stream and have used those skills in order to grow other streamers through one-on-one coaching and group coaching, I've also made a scalable business through a program where I can send people who don't know anything, who are struggling, who can't grow through my program, and they're going to come out the other side and they're going to know and have utilized and created all of these strategies for themselves in order to grow themselves. And then once I've done all of that, at that point, I could even get into business coaching where I teach other future stream coaches how to do the same thing. Or I can take the the marketing strategies that I've learned or the lead generation strategies that I've learned or the community oriented relationship development strategies that I've learned and get into helping other businesses through those skills. Maybe Stream Coach does really well because I'm great at relationship development with a community. Maybe it does really well because of uh, some kind of skill that I've got, some kind of level of attention that I bring into it, and I can start coaching other businesses on that thing. So that's another opportunity for you as well is that bigger picture stuff. Once you go through this process, you can teach other people how to do it and you can monetize that too. And the monetization for that higher level stuff is much, much, much higher versus level two stuff, which is just using your skill. So if you're making content, freelancing, working for a creator, or putting stuff on Patreon, those are lower income skills, lower income strategies, lower income things that you're going to be doing versus whenever you start helping other people do those things. So level five, teaching other people how to do the same thing. This is 10 times more money than you just doing it for someone else. This is you teaching someone else 
how to do it for tons of other people. So it's way more scalable. It's way more impact, but you have to do all of the previous steps in order to get to that step. And everyone does this at a different pace. It might take you years. It might take you five months. You can go at this at your own pace. Whenever you feel ready is when you're ready. And sometimes, actually, most of the time when you're not ready is when you're actually ready. (laughs) Or when you don't feel ready is when you're actually ready. You also have another option too, which is you can just repeat the process. Maybe you build this whole business, you end up selling the business, and then you're like, wow, now I'm really into something completely different. I would love to try a a completely different skill. Maybe I want, or maybe I, I really love. A completely different skill that I've learned through this entire process. Now I want to start using that skill for other things or selling my knowledge based on that or creating a a completely different business from what I was doing before. Maybe I see another hole in this community. I see another opportunity, something else that people need help with, and I want to create that thing. So you either repeat the process or you get into business coaching. So this is a really, really easy layout. This is an easy journey, easy path that anyone can start for themselves. You can be a person who creates this business, who sells a business, who makes a ton of money from it and helps a ton of people from it. And something that, you know what, I feel like I want to talk about this because this is the most important thing I think about building a business is really just being in service of other people. And as a content creator, you always say like, I'm streaming or making YouTube videos because I love the people, right? That's, we all want to say like, we love the people. We're so, uh, we do this for completely non-selfish reasons, which technically is not true. But if you love the people so much, why are you not giving them the solutions to their problems that you could give them if you just spent a little bit of time training yourself on having some kind of skill of something that they're struggling with? Is everyone in your life getting into YouTube? Learn how to edit. Is everyone in your life struggling with money? Learn how to manage money really well. The problem is most of us don't see ourselves as someone who can get to level four, level five, right? We don't see ourselves as someone who can make a business, have a business and sell it to Amazon. We think, oh no, that's only for those really smart people that went to Harvard or no, those that's only for the people who grew up a very specific way. But really it's not for a specific type of person. Anyone can do this. It's just about figuring out what you enjoy enough to be able to train yourself on it well enough to where you can use that skill, sell the knowledge of using that skill, and then make a a business, like figure out how to scale it. It really can be that easy. There are tons of companies who Amazon has bought or Twitch has bought, and they have done really well because they're absorbing these other companies into them, right? That's why it's, it's cheaper for Twitch or Amazon as a business to absorb another company and to just buy a company out than it is to spend all of the additional dollars on labor, all of the additional resources, take time and attention away from the other projects that they're focusing on and create that same result for people. Now, regardless if you go this business direction or not, what the heck do you do with the money you make? How do you organize it all? How do you, what, like, what do you do for taxes? Should you have an LLC? Do you need to save? Do you not? What does this look like? So 
First off, I've talked about Novo a couple of times uh, elsewhere. I've talked about them on Twitter. I've talked about them in a YouTube video. But if you are not using Novo, you need to sign up for this account. They're actually giving, and this isn't sponsored. They just, I, I work closely with their team because I really believe in what they do, but they haven't paid me any money to say this. This is purely an affiliate deal. So I get, um, I get compensated if you all sign up, but they're not paying me. They haven't influenced my decisions. They haven't told me what to say. They haven't, they haven't sponsored it because that's technically what a sponsorship is. But if you haven't already, go to bit.ly slash Ashney X Novo. And the A and the N on that are capitalized. So Ashney X Novo. And you're going to go to the Novo website. You fill out a little five-minute application. I think I need to make a YouTube video about how to do this because some of you have been struggling with the application part. But you fill out a little five-minute application. You're going to get a free business checking account. Okay, listen, I've been searching for freaking years for this. For years, y'all, I've been trying to find a way to manage my money as a content creator because something that you don't want to happen is that your content creator money and your personal money gets all mixed together. So if you are making money from Twitch and that money is going directly into your personal bank account, it's getting mixed in with all the bills, the Taco Bell that you just ordered. Like It's getting mixed in with literally everything and it makes it so difficult come tax time for you to keep track of your expenses and your income. So what you want to do is you want one bank account in order to Input all of your income and use the spending on that bank account or use the bank card that they're going to send you for any bank or for any business expenses. And business expenses can be new equipment. It can mean uh, traveling to conventions. It can mean going to lunch with the other streamer who lives in your city. It can mean really anything that has to do with your content creator business, okay? So you want to put all of the spending onto that card when it has to do with content creation, and you put all of the personal spending, all the bills, all the random Taco Bells, all the you just want to go out and buy some clothes (laughs) on your personal bank account. So this is going to make tax time so much easier for you. It's going to help you keep track of how much money you're actually making in your content creator business. And it's going to help you figure out how much you should be saving, how much you should be investing, how much you should be using to put back into your content creator business, how much you should be paying yourself as the owner of that business. So let's get into the percentages here. How do you break down the 100% of your income and where do you put it all? First off, what you need to know is that you have to save 30% of everything that you make if you are self-employed. Most of you as content creators are sole proprietors. You don't need to be an LLC for the most part. Now, I'm not a professional, so consult your tax advisor because your situation might be different. But for most of us, sole proprietor is fine and we need to save 30% for taxes. If you take the traditional route here and you just want to be a content creator, 30%. If you take the business route, 30%. You still need to save 30% of what your business makes as well as 30% of what you as a content creator makes. 
because come tax time, as a sole proprietor, your money hasn't been taken out throughout the year like it has in a nine to five job, and you're going to owe the government money. This is different for every country, of course, but specifically in the United States, make sure that you are doing this. Something else that you want to focus on, especially in the very beginning, is you need to save a year of your bill money and your spending money into a rainy day fund because we don't know if the whole influencer bubble is going to pop in the future. We No one can predict this as much as we all want to think that we can. It could completely dry up someday. And especially if you are not a person who wants to learn a marketable skill, who wants to create their own business and who wants to go that direction with it. If you are just a content creator, you need to save one year at least of your bills and your spending money in this rainy day fund. But the problem here is that when people typically do this, they just put that money in a savings account. And the the issue with that is that money is actually worthless as it sits around in a savings account. So if you put $5 in a savings account in a bank in 1970, that $5 is going to be able to to buy a very specific amount of stuff, right? You can probably take that $5 out in 1970 and go and buy like I don't know, 12 loaves of bread with it or something. Probably way more than that. I don't know. I was born in the 90s. Leave me alone. (laughs) But if you have that same $5 and you decide to take it out in 1990, that $5 is going to buy you less than it would have bought you in 1970. Okay. And this is because of inflation. So money is actually worth less as it sits in savings. So you don't want to just put all of your money in savings. This is why you need an investment portfolio. You need to learn how to invest. You need to learn how to at least get some kind of like automated investment app, right? And there are really good ones. I'll share one with you here in a minute. So what do you do? Right, because we know we need to save a year of bills slash spending money. And the problem with investments is that It can be difficult to take that money out once you put it in, and there can be a tax on it once you take that money out from your investment portfolio. So we want easy access. We want liquid cash. This means that we can access that money at any time. We can just grab it, and there's low to no problems with us doing that. So what we want is we want a high-yield savings account so that we can protect our money as much as possible from inflation. So inflation is typically 2.3% every year. This is called annual inflation rate. But as of January 2020, the annual inflation rate for the United States is 2.5%. So this means that every year your money is worth 2.5% less than the previous year. Those are really freaking scary numbers. (laughs) So what you need to do is try to find a high yield savings account with as close to 2.5% high yield uh, APR as possible. And your APR is... Nope, nope, not APR, APY. 
APY, so that's annual percentage yield. It's the amount of compound interest your account is going to earn in a year. So they get this calculation based on the interest rate that the bank is going to give you and the number of times that interest is going to be paid out. So a savings account with a really high APY is going to grow faster than an account with a lower APY. So most of these bank accounts, these high yield savings accounts, are going to be around 1.5 to 1.85% APY, which isn't as high as the inflation rate, but is still going to protect your money as you have it in this savings account. There are a lot of different options for this. I think the best thing that you can do is go to nerdwallet.com or at least Google best high yield online savings accounts and select NerdWallet's option because they'll show you the APY of all these different accounts and they all have different features to them as well. They might have minimum balances, they might have fees, they might have uh, other features that you need to know about, so you need to do a little bit of research. The one I'm using is called Ally, which has an APY of 1.6%, but I think I'm actually going to switch over from that because I'm not super happy with it. So, And there are some that are 1.85%, which is 0.25% higher, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it really, really matters if you consider how much additional money you're saving yourself over an entire year, or if you keep that money in the bank for like 10 years or 20 years. You want to get as close as you possibly can to that 2.5% annual inflation rate. So once we've saved 30% for taxes, we have saved a year of our bill money, our spending money, just in case something happens, we're still good. Then we need to focus on our investments. This is where we start thinking about how our money is working for us in the future. Get this, y'all. I used to think stocks were the most boring thing. I used to think it was so dumb. It was like an old man thing to do to sit around with your newspaper in the morning, drink your coffee, eat your banana, and look at the stocks, right? But what blew my mind is that whenever you put money into stocks, you can make money by just leaving your money there right? If you've got $100 in savings, your money is losing money. But if you've got $100 in stocks, in investment portfolio somewhere, you're making money. I don't understand why we don't talk about this more in our culture. Like, just throw money in the stock market. That's crazy. But it's not that easy. You can't just throw $100 into the stock market and then take it out a month later and it's $200. The average stock market return is 10%. So that means if you throw $100 in, you're going to get $110 back. So obviously, the more money that you're working with, the more that percentage is going to be returned to you. This is why having a solid investment portfolio and always throwing money into it consistently over time so that you build up your investments is so powerful because there's no other way that you can get a 10% return on your money like this that is as powerful as 
you know what? That's not entirely true. There are other ways to do this, but this is one of the easiest ways because there are apps that will automate this process for you. And this is completely different from what I'm referencing here, which is like savings accounts where you're not really making money or just having the your bill money, right? You're not making money whenever you're paying the bills. So something you need to know about investing in stocks is that it's really geared towards long-term investments. So this is where you put all your money that you don't really need for like five years. You want to start investing as quickly as you can, even if it's only $10 a month. There are easy ways to throw $10 onto a, an app in order to start making a little bit of money. In fact, I use an app called Acorns. And let me log into it real fast because I have basically not noticed my money being taken out at all over the last couple of years. I started investing in 2017 and I use two different features. I use one feature, which is a... Uh, an automatic monthly payment of, I believe it's set at $10 right now. So $10 comes out of my bank account every month and goes directly to Acorns. But I also have this roundups feature. And the roundups feature, what Acorns will do is whenever you link a bank card, you can use your Nova card if you want, or if you link your personal card, anytime that you spend money on that card, it's going to round up to the nearest dollar and invest that change into your investment portfolio. So without even using anything else, without feeling like I'm I'm putting money anywhere, without feeling like I'm saving anywhere, I have over $1,200 that has just magically appeared in the last couple of years, even though I haven't really done anything to get that. And that's with not investing at all for like six months because my card was unlinked. And that's also including the like $150 loss I just had because the stock market took such a huge plunge over the last couple of weeks. But that is very normal. Okay. The the market's always going to to dive like that, but it always comes back to traditionally the stock market has always grown. So if you put a hundred dollars in in 1970, in 1990, it's gonna be worth a lot more. So you think of like 10%. I, I don't even I don't even know. In 20 years, I don't even know what that would be. I have no idea. There are different calculators and things for how you can see this happening. Um, and Acorns has a lot of like they have this potential part of their app where you can go over and see how much you're projected to have in your investment portfolio at a specific age. So if I keep doing what I'm doing right now, investing $10 a month plus my roundups, my Hypothetical projection is $89,000 at age 69. What's up, baby? So $89,000 over the course of my life without having to think about even investing. That's crazy. How cool is that? You don't even feel like you're doing it. If you want to get acorns for yourself, you can use my affiliate link, which is bit.ly slash acorns. 
Both the A's are capitalized on that. If you don't capitalize the A's, I don't think it sends you to the right place. So make sure that you do that. But this is going to be a really, really easy and really pretty, like if an effective way for you to be able to start investing without even really thinking about it. Imagine just $10 a month, just $10. You don't even really realize that it comes out or just use the roundups. You don't have to invest $10 a month either. There are a lot of other investment strategies. You don't just have to use an app. Uh, you can invest in real estate. You can invest in businesses. You can invest in lots of different things if you have the money to do so. A lot of people invest in real estate because they say it is the best return on your money. And I do believe that's true because you can flip houses, you can buy them for really cheap and then fix them up and then sell them to somebody else. Um, real estate is always increasing in value as time goes on because of inflation, because more people are being born, because people need homes, et cetera, et cetera. All these cities are becoming more valuable, more popular. And so if you can buy a home early, and you have this home in this popular city, then you uh, instantly start accruing uh, or your your home starts to become more valuable, basically. And so people will buy in whenever stuff's really low and then they'll be able to sell it to someone else or they'll at least rent it out to someone else and have their mortgage paid off through their tenants. And then when they're done and that 30-year mortgage is paid off, then they have this home that they didn't pay for really at all. And now it's worth a lot more money and they can just sell it to somebody else and make a huge chunk of change. So there's real estate. There's a lot of these different options. I really think that whenever it comes to investing, it's really about just doing what you enjoy. Don't just go for real estate because everybody says it's the best way to make money. Don't just go for the app because I say that it's super easy and you don't even have to think about it. Really figure out what you need from an investment strategy, but invest 20%. That's all you got to do. Invest 20% or more. Once you start making more money, you can invest more than that. So at this point, we're at 50% of our income. Now we have another 50%. For a lot of people, a lot of you right now are living paycheck to paycheck. I think, what is it? Like 80% of people live paycheck to paycheck. It's an obscene number because most of us, we aren't doing that very, very tiny little work in order to start investing that $10 a month. And so we are living on this very small paycheck because we're either not investing and not saving for the future, we're not increasing our income, or we let lifestyle creep take over. And whenever we start making more money, we start spending more money. So the way that you combat this is that you live on 50% of your income, right? Some of you aren't going to be able to do this right now because you literally have your bills are 100% of your income. But get to a point where you can live on 50% of your income. Figure out right now, if your bills are 100% of your income, what do I need to do in order to double my income? That might be training yourself in a marketable skill, using that skill and selling your knowledge like we talked about earlier. It might mean gunning for a promotion in your nine to five, or it might mean making or learning how to take off as a content creator and making more money there so that you can... Uh, increase your income and get it to double what it is now. Then once you've doubled it, you live on that 50%, just like you always have, baby, because that other 50%, you got to save 30% of it. You got to invest the 20% of it. 
and you get used to, or technically you're already used to living at the level that you're at right now. Now, of course you are working your butt off and you deserve to have some level of enjoyment and fulfillment from the additional money that you're making. I am not a person who says that whenever you start making more money, you better not be spending any of that additional money. I think there's a percentage of that additional money that you're making that you should have fun with it because that's really motivating for you to make more money because you get to enjoy your life. You get to increase your lifestyle a little bit. You get more opportunities. You can go to all these conventions, get the best gear, go out and travel or do the other things in life that you want to do. What's the point of having your own business and being your own boss if you don't get to live the lifestyle that you really want to live? But I do think that a lot of us, myself included, we try to rush this lifestyle. We try to think that, oh, I'm, I'm making $10,000 this month. That means that I should live like someone who always has $10,000 every month when we don't know if that number is going to be sustainable for us or if we just had a really good month. And we don't know if maybe two years in the future, this is all going to go away. So you have to think about the future as well. But you also need to be brave enough to let your lifestyle improve at a slower rate than your income instead of your lifestyle improving faster than your income or them both improving at the same time. So you can let yourself have a little bit of that lifestyle creep, which is lifestyle creep is the term assigned to the idea that whenever you are a, uh, let's say you make $50,000 a year working for your company, uh, working in someone else's business, and then you get a promotion and you make $70,000 a year. Well, all of a sudden you've got that new car, you're going on more expensive trips, you're thinking about getting a better house, or you're thinking about getting more animals, all of these things that add additional costs beyond just how much you have to pay in order to get them. And so your lifestyle creep is the idea that you, when you make more money, you start spending more money as well. And it's something that's so hard, so difficult to get away from because it's human nature. We want to be able to have more. We want to be able to live a full life and have the experiences that we want. And that's totally okay. But you got to let that lifestyle creep happen at a slower rate than your income, or you're going to struggle throughout your entire life. And you're going to be living paycheck to paycheck, even if you're making $50,000 a month. So you get used to living on the 50% of your income. You reinvest anything that you don't need for bills back into your business, okay? Anything that you don't need of that 50% that you're living on, you reinvest it back into your business. You reinvest it into your stocks or into real estate or whatever your investment is. You don't throw it into savings. You make that money make you more money. When you start making more money, Put it into investments. Invest in yourself. Okay. Invest in, oh man, there's so many things. Okay. All right. We need to move on. So the 50% here that you're making, first off, bills. We need to make sure that we are paying our bills, that we are trying to prevent that lifestyle creep from getting to us. But what else do you spend this 50% on? How do you? invest it how do you like where does it go right how do you as a business owner as a content creator spend the 50 percent of your income that ashney is allowing you to spend right now <laughs> step one 
bills. Step two, invest in you. So one of the things that no one can ever take away from you, regardless if the entire economy, what am I saying? The entire economy collapses is your education. And I might not be the biggest proponent of college, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in education. I actually am a huge believer in self-education, whether that is consuming free information from YouTube podcast content sources, or if that means that you are paying to go to these like very exclusive boot camps or you're taking online courses from people who can help you figure out your problems. The thing is, whenever you're investing in yourself, you don't just want to invest in stuff that you think sounds interesting or you uh, like that you think is marketed really well. You really want to spend your money investing in the things that are going to help you solve the problems that you're facing. So don't just spend the money because you can. Don't just invest in you because all online entrepreneurs are telling you to do it. Make sure that you invest in you because you're having a specific problem. So right now, something that I'm really struggling with is getting, for example, getting an email list together, right? Like how the heck do I create that entire funnel whenever I've got all these 50 million other things going on? I've tried to get this started twice now and I just can't get it going and I don't know why. So something that would be really great for me to invest in would be coaching or a some kind of paid program or something that's going to teach me literally every single step for starting and growing my email list. I get the concept. I get lead generation. I get that I need to do it. I I agree that I need to do it, but I just can't execute well. And that's a problem that I'm facing in my business. So that is something that if I were to invest in myself, I would spend the money on figuring out how to get that set up because I know it's something that I need and I know that whenever I spend that money, it's going to lead to me making more money. The next thing that you want to do is you want to hire a team, okay? Because you are just one person. You are not going to be able to manage all of the content platforms we've been talking about and all of the other systems and business stuff that we've been talking about all by yourself. You probably are going to need an assistant. You're probably going to need a video editor. You're probably going to need a podcast editor. You probably will need uh, like a CEO or someone to manage your business once you decide that you want to step away and focus on creating another one. There are a lot of situations where you need a teammate, at least one, if not an entire team. But once again, you don't want to just spend the money to hire a team to say that you have a team, right? Just because you have people on your team that you are paying doesn't mean that the work that they're doing is contributing to you growing your income and being able to keep creating content and doing what you want to do full time. What you should hire for and when you bring someone on your team You should hire them for the things you don't do well or the things that eat up a lot of your time. So whenever I first started my team, it's because editing YouTube videos was taking up a ton of time. And I knew if I wanted to get to the next level, I had to start streaming again. So I was making four YouTube videos a week. I was editing for, oh my gosh, I think editing each one of those videos was probably about six hours. So I was editing 24 hours a week. And eventually I was like, this is crazy. I brought on six editors who were volunteers from my community, who believed in what I was doing, who wanted to learn how to edit, learn my pipeline, and kind of be surrounded by the energy that I had for doing what I was doing. And they wanted to be part of that process, right? 
And then eventually we got down to one editor who is a paid editor. Uh, but I, I didn't start out that way. It's not something that you hire a team and you immediately jump overnight from you. <laughs> you are responsible for all of the results to now you have a teammate and you are responsible for paying them a full living wage. It can be something that is a journey that takes a little bit of time, but you don't just want that person or want a teammate because you want to be able to have a team and feel more important to people. You need a team whenever you need the help, not beforehand. Otherwise, you're just wasting your money. Really, with all of this, I think the biggest thing is we just need to think about the future. A lot of us as content creators, we put ourselves in the position where we love streaming so much or we love making YouTube videos or podcasts so much that we are willing to sacrifice our money now in order to make less money, but we still get to to do the job that we love, right? To do the work that we love. And whether you create your own business and follow that model that I laid out here or not, you still need to think about the future and you still need to think about how the money that you're making now is going to impact your future. If you are younger, maybe you're in your early 20s, yeah, this is probably the time for you to experiment. And even though you may not be making a ton of money from content, if you have the opportunity to go full time, maybe it's it's the right choice because it's an experience that you want for your life and you don't want to have to pass that up just because you're not making tons of money from it. But if you are someone who's a little bit older or if you're you're very concerned about your future and you're a little bit smarter and paying more attention to it, you need to think about the financial side and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you can't afford the lifestyle that you've gotten yourself into. I can't tell you how many streamers have put themselves in this position of full-time streaming and now they can't pay their bills. It's crazy. It is an epidemic. And so the way that we saw this epidemic is we use a freaking injection, y'all. We use an injection. We're going to shoot this stuff straight into your arm. And that information is literally everything that we're talking about here. It's think about the future. Learn how to invest. Learn how to save. Learn when the right time is to spend the money and when the right time is to save the money or to invest that money because you have to think of your future, of your family. You have to think of your future for your kids, your grandparents, your whoever else is in your life. If you can't pay the bills because you are allowing yourself to live this this lifestyle, but it's at the sacrifice of your family and you can't afford to feed them, that's a huge disservice to the people who are closest to you in your life. And you got to figure that out. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. Hopefully something here today helped you figure that out because I have some questions for you here. Do you want to create content forever or is content simply a means to an end? Do you view YouTube videos and podcasts and streams as a way for you to make the money that you want to make in order to live a life of complete freedom? Or are you on the the hamster wheel? Do you want to just create forever and run forever on that hamster wheel because you enjoy the process? You really like the workout of being a hamster running on that wheel? Or is there going to be a day that you quit? Do you not want to make content forever? Is this something that, once again, is a means to an end for you? But how are you making money and saving now for your future? That's something that we all have to think about as much as we want to live in this idealistic world of I just do it for fun and 
everyone <laughs> everyone in my space is just there to to have fun like we all have bills to pay and i think we're all adults and we can understand that and we can talk about growth and and community and all of that all day but if we don't have these strategies behind us we don't increase our financial iq we are not going to keep going with the whole having fun and and community driven stuff that we really care about too so Hopefully this gave you a little bit of ideas about how you can make money, maintain your money, save it, invest it. I know it's not the sexiest topic and I know this episode isn't going to be listened to as much as the other ones because we all love the idea of growing more than we love the idea of managing something, but that's okay. It's still information that I'm sure was helpful for some of you. If you would like, tweet at me and let me know what you loved most about this episode. You can also tweet at me any questions, tag me on Instagram stories, or DM me any questions that you all have from this episode for our follow-up Q&A episode, which is going to show up next Monday. We're going to have, I think that will be our third Q&A episode that will go up. We're doing four of those. So there will be one more after that. And then based on whether or not y'all like those shorter episodes, we'll either keep doing them or stop doing them and try to find something else to do for a second episode every week. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. For now, if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure that you subscribe on whatever podcast player you are listening on. Leave us a comment if you haven't already, because it really helps someone else find the show and get this help. I love you all so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!